Hello everyone, welcome to the happiest pod on earth. I am Ariel. And I'm Steph. And we are Disney fans, but we are really so much more than that. Like I'm a licensed therapist who uses clients' passions and fandoms to help them grow and heal from trauma and mental and wellness. And I'm an educator who uses passions and fandoms to help my students grow and learn about themselves and the world around them. Here at Happiest Pod, it's a place where we dissect Disney mediums with a critical lens. Why? Because just like we are more than just fans, we expect more from the mediums we consume. So what Disney medium or experience are we dissecting today, Steph? Well, it's been a while, so we are going to dissect my experience at Marius Nights. Cue jingle bells. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Last time we spoke to you all, it was spooky season, and now it is holiday season. I feel like, and I don't know about you, Ariel, but the holiday season has come at us in full force. Yes. Albeit earlier than previous years, because I think people are really excited to just celebrate merriness and being together as much as possible. I don't know. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yes, I um, I vividly remember Christmas last year for me because I spent it locked in my room because my roommate had COVID mm-hmm. uh, and I was helping care for them. And of course, if I was potentially exposed, I didn't want to obviously give it to any of my family members. And usually I spent Christmas with my grandmother, who would be a individual who would be highly susceptible. And if everyone remembers... The vaccine did not exist then. So these symptoms were bad for my roommate and the isolation was uh, was pretty, pretty difficult. Yeah, I didn't even decorate. It did not feel like the holidays. I don't I didn't watch Christmas movies that whole month. I don't remember doing any holiday traditions, like even driving around and looking at lights mm-hmm. like it, it. It was it was full force pandemic. Um, and I would say that was one of the bigger peaks Uh, And so it was just a lot of isolating. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was a lot of Christmas dinners were outside. Mm. And there were only two, the one at my house and the one at my in-laws house. And aside from that, I mean, there was no dressing up. There was no taking pictures. There was really not a lot of even gift giving. A lot of the gifts that we received were virtual gifts Mm. or were just delivered via Amazon package. (laughs) And so, I mean, because the whole year we were getting packages, it didn't seem any special um no special gift wrapping through amazon none of that it just literally was like oh another delivery (laughs) more Mm -hmm. baby things (laughs) but yeah i i totally agree that this holiday season is just everybody's getting like their holiday wiggles out that's very elementary school of me to say but we've been holding it in for so long and no matter if you celebrate you know Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or any other holiday that you may Mm -hmm. celebrate during this time um, everybody's just really excited to be out and you know albeit we are in a sticky situation right now with the new variant um, people are just really trying to make the most of it even in thinking about the holiday differences from last year to this year we all know in general that Christmas has been trying to take over since July like right like mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Halloween which holds the line the goths <laughs> hold the line yeah, they truly do Christmas would be way 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 sooner yeah I remember being irritated by that I think this year I was I just I needed it I really wanted it back I had this this sense of like mm-hmm. I I'm really looking forward to feeling like I've celebrated the entire year like I've, I've done my like that that whole circle around completion feeling um and wanting to wanting to do a resolution want you know wanting and hoping and and uh feeling that um sense of wonderment again 
Yeah. We put up our Christmas lights so fast. Right? <laughs> like, I think we had half of our inflatables up the night of Thanksgiving, which was <laughs> wild. <laughs> and I mean, also, like, the kids, like, they, at my school, they were talking about, you know, holiday plans and, like, you know, finally getting to see their grandparents and things like that. So I think... It wasn't just, you know, they wanted to, you know, do those things like Christmas lights, Christmas traditions. They were just really excited to connect again. And in by connecting, you know, give gifts to their fellow classmates, give gifts to their teachers. Mm -hmm. I have not seen my coworkers walk away with so many gifts in my life, which thank you to everybody who, you know, you're appreciating your educators because they are still working around the clock, Mm -hmm. trying to accommodate and, you know, catch up from the last year. But it was like they were all their own mini Santas walking out of the building with <laughs> huge like bags on bags and like coffee mugs galore because y'all <laughs> like to give educators coffee mugs. I got two. Um, <laughs> and they are living now in my office because I know better than to bring them home with me. Yeah, it that's just the spirit all around. But in that, we are going to talk about Marius Nights, which is the Disneyland equivalent to Oogie Boogie Bash, which happens during Halloween. We went early. We went during December 11. <laughs> and by we, we will clarify, this is Steph. Yes. <laughs> I have never been to Marius Nights. I don't even know what it is. It's new this year. Okay. Yeah. This is the first time they're doing it. I have gone to Disneyland with Steph in the winter around mm-hmm. Christmas time. We do have some really bomb photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I consider them bomb in front of the castle when it's lit up, uh, snowy, pretty. But I myself have never gone to any sort of Disney holiday event. I haven't done the um, uh, Oogie Boogie Bash. I haven't done um, any of those things. I've done the food events, um, mm-hmm. but that's over at California Adventure. Yes. And there's a reason why you haven't been to this one because it is new this year. And because I have never been to Oogie Boogie Bash myself because I can never remember to get tickets or I just missed the window or something. When I heard about Marius Nights, I'm like, I need to get on this now. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to get my freaking ticket right now. Yes. Because I, I love me some Christmas. I love me some holiday. So when when they announced the tickets, I think it had to be early November because it was right after Oogie Boogie Bash. Okay. They were like, oh, you know, if you love this, you're going to love this version of, uh, you know, Oogie Boogie, which is called Marius Nights. And we're going to, it's a special ticketed event, which mm-hmm. was very uh, attractive to me because when I went to the food event before Disneyland opened up, I just loved how I could experience Disneyland with way less people. <laughs> <laughs> And I think now we are in the state of mind where, unfortunately, we will spend any amount of money to feel safe. Um, and I I buy into that. I have a young one. And, you know, mm-hmm. for me, myself, I my comfort level is not all the way there to you're going to find me at a music festival, which you probably won't for a really long time. But this I knew Disneyland was going to control their crowds just like the food event. Yes. So I was like, OK, yeah, let's do this. Um, So they had tickets starting from the end of November, I think, probably like last day of November, all the way until I think the end of December. Don't quote me on that. I know all of the tickets are sold out now. Um, But I attended. uh, Oh, here we go. November 11 to December 9. Okay. so people actually could um, celebrate Christmas holidays way, way early. (laughs) Before Thanksgiving. Yeah. I went um, November 18. So it was quite early. Yes. <laughs> it was it was quite early because I knew 
um, I have blackout dates on my tickets for the holiday ah. season. So mm-hmm. um, the earlier, the better for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, you had to wait for a certain time when they opened the virtual queue. You had to wait in the queue. And, and you use the app and not the website. You use the website. Not oh, the app. okay. So you were using the website. So you were at home or at work doing this? I was at work doing this. Um, <laughs> On your lunch break, Avi. lunch break. I was eating, you know, whatever I was eating at that day. Um, yeah, I, I had my computer. I had, I had my computer and I had my phone out. I know some people had multiple computers out from some of the oh. blogs that I've been reading because um, they had a big group that they wanted to buy tickets for. I don't remember if there was a limit to how many tickets you could get, if any of our listeners out there remember if there was. Um, I only had to buy two, so it wasn't that big of a deal for me. Um, but I know once when I got to the park, there were parties of 13 parties of 15 oh wow whole families that were you know felt like disney world they were doing like a holiday event for themselves for you know like a family reunion sort of thing so Mm -hmm. i can imagine how difficult it was to get all of those tickets together but um tickets were available for still a couple weeks after they opened it up okay so it wasn't like oogie boogie where because it has like a track record already people snatched up those tickets in a matter of days um these tickets were available for about a month after they released them and i bought my tickets later i jumped in that queue the first time and i was just like it's a little bit much it's out of my budget right now i haven't saved up too much and then once i saw that there were still tickets available i was like okay Mm -hmm. let's do this so Mm -hmm. i actually bought my tickets two weeks no one week after i had seen the event okay okay so for all of you out there if they do this again i can't guarantee that that will happen again because i feel like it was such a success but you may get lucky so you get the tickets and it sounds like you only needed it for uh you and your spouse Mm -hmm. do you know the age uh limit when you have to start buying tickets for your son yes it's age three okay so three is that magic age how they gonna know he's three though (laughs) if he little (laughs) you know developmentally you just kind of can tell um It's true. It's true. And I guess there are a lot of kids at Disneyland. Those They would know. Yeah. Let's be real here. Um, I know all you parents out there listening to this blog, you've all done this because I know all my friends have done this. I've done this. Um, you keep your kid in the stroller for as long as humanly possible <laughs> and you tell them to not say a word because once your kid starts going, oh, well, I want to do this and I want to eat a Mickey pretzel and oh my gosh, we're at Disneyland. That's a dead giveaway that you are over three. <laughs> yep. Well, I think I think the other thing is if they ask, I can see a kid going, no, I'm four. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> because they are so excited to be that age. And, you know, at that age, they are fully aware of where they are going, why they are going and what they are expecting. My son's almost two, so he still has no idea. He's just like, I woke up and I'm here again at this place that my parents clearly like to go to Um, (laughs) the the wonderment is there but the confusion is also there i think once the confusion goes away they're like okay maybe this kid is a little bit older and we need to charge them for the um the wonderment that is present yes in walking through the park so same thing for marius nights um you uh ticketed tickets are for three and above um mm-hmm. and they were $165 per adult. Okay. 
And that includes uh, Disney Photo Pass. You get goodies, which I will mention in a bit. Um, You are, uh, you have like a wristband and Mm -hmm. everybody, well, I guess I'll explain that later. I'll I'll explain the whole like way because the event was only from seven o'clock to midnight. But if you have a ticket to Marius Nights, you can go in the park starting five o'clock. Okay, so you couldn't go in the morning. No. And it was only for one park. Mm-hmm. Not California Adventure. So California Adventure was still open until 10. Um, but Disneyland was open until midnight like usual, but only to Marius Knight's um, ticketed holders. And this is pretty common because I think um, some people who do Oogie Boogie end up really buying like two tickets. They do the event, but then they also want to go to the park in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or if they're annual pass holders, they kind of double dip. So they get to stay in the park the whole day and then they get to experience it later on at night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I guess for all of you out there, I have the official description of Marius Nights for everyone. If, you know, you want to hear exactly what it is. So official um, Disney um, description of it is as the host of the party, Mickey Mouse will welcome you to the party on Main Street USA with Victorian Flair and Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy and their friends join in the fun traveling in a special coach with Christmas Carol sing-alongs, Muppet antics and a few chickens. Over in New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Square, Princess Tiana plans to ring in Noel with guests at her Bayou-inspired celebration. In Frontierland, Miguel from the Disney and Pixar film Coco will be wishing everyone Feliz Navidad while you kick up your heels during a jolly dance-filled fiesta. Three more character-hosted holiday parties await you with a tropical party hosted by Lilo and Stitch in Adventureland, which got me, a wintertime celebration with Elsa in Fantasyland, and Buzz Lightyear taking the holidays to new heights over in Tomorrowland. Your friends and family will enjoy enhanced entertainment such as themed photo backdrops and character signings and specialty uh, food and beverage offerings within the event. So you have these different things going on. Mm -hmm. Do you hop around to them or are they timed? Girl, you have to make your own schedule. And this this is where at the end of the day, my husband and I were walking back and we're like, we need to come up with a game plan next time. (laughs) Okay, so that's where my anxiety is. It's already flared up trying to figure out what has to be X'd off the list of this thing that I paid paid extra money for. And I think this is like the way me and Ariel work is I'll try out the thing first and I'll like, you know, make the mistakes and stumble all that. And then Mm -hmm. I like when we do that the next time, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I compile Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is what we got to do. This is what it is. And then I create the experience after that for Mm -hmm. Ariel or whoever I go with. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's okay because, you know, I I am a-okay with the expectation that this is new. This is gonna be something that i've never done before albeit it's in a familiar place i know disneyland like the back of my hand Mm -hmm. but for some reason because there were so many things to see i couldn't navigate on where to go how much time to spend um add the layer of you know i have a young one with me it Uh was very cold that night colder than it was like the first really cold night um of this winter and fall season so um, we had to do a couple wardrobe changes. Like I, I went into the mentality of, oh, they have photo pass for us, so let's dress up. Um, ah, yeah. There's a thing about Dapper Day never being in the winter, and there's a reason why. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because my hair just 
did not look the same as when I walked in the park. <laughs> and, um, you know, you really had to dress up like winter. And us being from Southern California, we are not 100% prepared for any outfit to be transformed into that. And then in, in NorCal, they get hit with the snow so bad that there's it's not cute. I mean, you're like that. I would say anybody who's ever thought that a snow bunny is like kind of like a real look has never actually been cold um, or is like going to a ski resort with fake snow. <laughs> yeah. Or like never stepping out of the lodge. Um, yeah. I feel yeah. because and that would be me. I just stay by the fire and drink some hot cocoa and have fun furry boots. Like... Uh, well, I, on the other hand, I was an avid snowboarder before and I never looked cute ever, <laughs> especially when you are trying to do new things. Um, you just, you, you don't look cute. You you look like you've been on the slopes all day. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Take that out of your mind. Take that out of your mind. It's a Christmas party, but it's six Christmas parties. And you have to go into the mentality if you go next time. It's six different parties. I mean, party hopping between two parties is like difficult enough. Going from Disneyland to California Adventure, I feel like you're party hopping at that point. Uh, um, yeah. Because there's so many things happening in, in DCA. There's so many things happening at Disneyland. But yes, they condense it to one park, but it's still like six unique experiences. And all over the park, like I'm trying to map out like the walking route. That is not easy. It's not. Um, uh, Star Wars Land Batu was closed. So they were... Um, cast members just standing there reminding people you can't go in here anymore like we closed off that area um which was good because that <laughs> if they ever do a star wars christmas i mean it would be so freaking cool <laughs> but they have to open it up to like not just seven o'clock they have to start earlier because yeah. there's no way that, um you can't experience all of that well was it busy Okay, so this is actually a really good question because uh, at going to the parks, um, mm -hmm. because I, I've never been to the parks like in the evening. It was actually quite yeah. bizarre um, because uh, daily savings had happened already. So it was already getting darker than normal. So um, we, we left from work, um, got my son ready, and then we headed over around four four o'clock like about an hour away so wait you had a whole work day too oh yeah no i want to work ah! <laughs> no days off here <laughs> had a whole work day got dressed did your hair got your kid ready at all work day got dressed did my hair yep got my kid ready um yeah anything is possible when you're a mom or as though you think and then it and then it falls apart. But anyway, um, we had picked out our outfits already weeks in advance. Um, okay. we, we sort of planned out where we wanted to go. Like I knew I wanted to go to Adventureland because Lilo and Stitch had like Yay. their um, hol their holiday island party, which is, mm -hmm. you know, my favorite. And so, yeah, we left. Um, we actually left the valley quite early. We left the valley around like four. 3.30-ish to be able to get there on time because I knew um, it's my son's uh, his nap time and you know he would you know go through traffic because traffic at that point it would take you no less than an hour and 15 minutes mm -hmm. to get to Anaheim so we got there around 4.45 mm -hmm. and um, we parked but I thought I thought parking was going to be like, oh, we're going to be on the first level. It's going to be great. No, uh, the park was full that day. So. 
So you're battling people who have already been at the park, um, people who are currently leaving the park, mm. and the fact that not all of those lights that tell you what space is available are working. Yes. So um, I actually circled more times than I've ever circled before trying to find a close uh, parking spot. Oh, were you irritated? I was a little irritated um, <laughs> because uh, my husband had worked, so he was sleeping also. <laughs> I was the only <laughs> one awake because I drove. <laughs> and I, I like went around like I think like four or five times trying to find like a good parking spot. And I'm like, you know, what, forget it. I'm just going to pick the one that's like closest to the walkway that takes you from that one half of the parking to the other half. And it like mm. is a straight shot to the uh, elevators because we had a stroller. Um, we got everybody dressed, uh, put my uh, son's shoes on and everything. Um, he wore a little bow tie, made sure that was on. He had like suspenders and I was like, ooh, it's going to be cold. So got him a jacket, got him another jacket and I got him a blanket. Um, and so we're we're off and you go downstairs. The tram mm-hmm. is still not working. Ah, He had to walk the way, um, the whole tramway. I hear it's coming back next year. Okay. Fingers crossed. Um, they could block every other one, but just please let's use the tram. I'm done yes. with this. Um, I decided to wear flats that night because I'm not going to walk that whole way. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it during Tapper Day and it was not the best uh, mm-hmm. experience. Um, <clears throat> but so we're walking the whole way. I notice everyone's outfits. So some people are dressed dapper. Oh, Christmas dapper. Yeah, some people are dressed Victorian. Uh, I saw long Victorian dresses. Um, some of them were Disney bounding as like Mickey and Minnie in their Victorian outfits. I saw a um, Ursula and Ariel, a mom and a daughter. <gasps> she had beautiful braided hair. Her mom had uh, an Ursula like, I think it was like Mickey ears, but like a tiny wig in the middle oh. for Ursula's <laughs> hair. And um, mom was dressed in like a black Victorian gown and Ariel was dressed in a um, like a green one. It was very, very pretty. Um, and some people were wearing onesies. Ah. So a lot of Christmas onesies, uh, Winnie the Pooh onesies, uh, Stitch onesies. Um, so it was all over the place. Like people were dressed um, just in straight up pajamas. <laughs> And uh, some were dressed like in winter clothing, like as if they were just going to Disneyland and it was cold, <laughs> which is understandable. So um, you have the option to, you know, be whoever you want to be at this event. It's not mm-hmm. like there's a dress code or anything, but whatever you feel comfortable to feel merry, um, that's what people uh, wore. And then so we got inside the to the gate. Mm-hmm. They separated the entrances. All okay. the entrances on the left were um, exits now. For people who are leaving the park and all the entrances on the right were, it said, they had flipped the sign and it said special event. (laughs) And so you had to um, show them your ticket, which you link to your Disneyland app. Okay. Or you can print out a ticket. And then once they scan it, they give you a physical ticket. Okay. They take your picture. Or if you have a picture on hand, they use that one. And then the chaos happened. (laughs) Okay, so before we get to the chaos, going in as the park already decorated, like even in um, the middle area in between the two parks, like, and uh, are you seeing any new decor than what you've seen before? Yeah, so it was already Festival of Holidays at um, Disney's California Adventure. So if you look to your right, it says Festival of Holidays. To the left, everything is not pumpkins anymore because last time I went, it was Halloween. Everything is like snow themed. There's snowflakes everywhere up on top and in the middle 
I think the banners were holiday themed. I don't remember, but um, nothing too special in the middle. Mm-hmm. It was still like open for everyone. Um, but yeah, everything was very holiday looking. Because we haven't really talked about the decor for holidays in general. On Main Street, what what is the the big holiday decor for Halloween, and what is it for for I guess you'd say the holidays? Yeah, so for Halloween, it's the big Mickey pumpkin in the middle um, on Main Street, and everyone loves to take pictures with that. I I haven't stood in that line to take a picture in front of that pumpkin <laughs> in so long because it's so long. Yes. Um, but now this time is the Christmas tree. Huge, huge, huge Christmas tree. Um, I feel like they put way more lights on it or I just don't remember because it's been such a long time. But um, Main Street is decked out. And on top of that, now not only do they have like holiday like um, wreaths and things like that, mm-hmm. they now have projections on oh. Main Street. So it's as if it's alive and there's people inside the buildings like, you know, like serving each other cookies or like baking pie. It was very, very nice. Um, And we got to sit a little bit on Main Street to kind of like soak everything in. Um, But yeah, they do. They really amped up the decorations this year. And I I think uh, something that I definitely learned and remembered is that taking a picture of that pumpkin is very difficult because it's a pumpkin with one face mm-hmm. at least with the christmas tree because it's 360 you kind of can just get any angle that's good and it, i feel like it goes by faster because other people don't have to wait for the one spot that everybody takes yeah the tree is so massive that you can't get the whole tree anyway unless you step all the way all the way which we ended up taking our christmas tree picture from um the great moments with Lincoln. Oh, <laughs> because that actually has, and I saw a lot of people doing this, a lot of influencers doing this because it's dark and great moments with Lincoln has the best lighting. You could still see the tree in the back. You might mm-hmm. see people, but if you angle it right, you'll have the tree and the top of the tree, but you will have yourself in really good lighting. So pro tip, if you want to take super good pictures of your outfit during Christmas at night, go to great moments with Lincoln. Cause the lighting is great there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's really good. Um, and the photo pass, how many times were you able to use it or is it just the one spot? Unlimited. You can oh, use okay. it as many times as you want, but it doesn't start until seven where the actual event starts. This is the one time that I've never seen cast members like actually go, oh, no, you have a minute left. We're not starting until seven. Menus changed at seven like oh. we saw them change <laughs> and it was only because we ended up stepping inside the restaurant at that time to get food because we got hungry around like six fifty. and um yeah some people were told we don't have the holiday stuff yet but we got lucky and the guy was just like here you go it's six fifty nine, but i don't care and he just sold it to us ah, nice <laughs> thank you cast member thank you cast member you guys are awesome and I, I, I'm going to shout out the cast members later because they they are true troopers um, during this event. Back to some chaos. <laughs> Back to the chaos. So when you go inside, they scan your ticket and everything. Normally, you have the option to just go to the front of Main Street Station, mm-hmm. take a picture with mm-hmm. the Mickey flowers, or go to the right or go to the left. No, everyone had to go to the right. On top of that, oh. they had little tables with... Christmas lights. And that was the first giveaway, which was cute. There were Christmas lights. I would show them to you, but Arlo like 
took them apart and he's been wearing them for like the last two weeks. Um, <laughs> they're like the light up Christmas lights that you get at Disneyland, um, big holiday bulbs. And at the bottom, there's a little card that says Merriest Nights. And then on the back of it, it says this is a, um, one of the indicators that we use that you have purchased a ticket and are, oh. you know, here for our special event, Merriest Nights. So please have it on you if you can. And, you know, it was another cute decoration to have on you, very much like a pin lanyard. And it lit up three different ways. It like blinked, it sparkled, and, you know, it stayed on. So there's that. However, you're looking at like five lanes, maybe six lanes of people going in. And then this weird, because you're curving over to the right. I have a stroller. So I was telling, oh, and you get a wristband too. You get a wristband. So I was telling my husband, oh, go get mine and I'll wait for you at the end, which normally is like our go-to plan. Mm -hmm. So the only one person has to go and I don't have to like lug the stroller around. We, we lost each other and <gasps> it's, I was standing not that far away, but there was so many people coming in and like, you kind of just get pushed with the crowd. Yes. You're like salmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly. And apparently you had to show them your wristband to get oh. it so i had to go back against the current he was so pissed off <laughs> and i had to go back against the current and get my lights because you needed that in order to make sure that people knew you were there so and i wanted one because they were cute yeah so i i brought arlo with me because we ended up getting three but that was like really difficult and then you couldn't get any like moment of relief until you got two great moments with Lincoln because oh. that whole area was like people are waiting for their party. People are trying to reunite with their party. People were looking at the stage on Main Street because the characters were like already there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we mentioned this in a previous podcast, but Main Street Station at night is closed off for character appearances. So Mickey, Minnie, Goofy in their, you know, whatever outfits they're wearing, they're all there. So, yeah, it was kind of chaotic. And it sounds like congested. Congested because of all the people who knew they could get in at five. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. By the time we were already walking into the park, it was like near six o'clock. Like we <sighs> we weren't rushing to get down the tramway. We were like, we're going to take our time. We're going to be walking a lot. And that's something that I remembered from last time because we rushed last time and then I was so tired so early. Mm -hmm. So we're mm -hmm. like, okay, it's, it's going to be six o'clock anyway. So... Um, let's just take it easy and like let's just figure this experience out um, but yeah like apparently a lot of people were coming in at six trying to get that like last hour or whatever in and then you see all the people who are already at the park uh. now they're soaking in all the lights because you know everything's dark and pretty mm -hmm. people are taking pictures and then we were gonna head down main street mm -hmm. The announcer guy comes on is just like, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to start our, you know, holiday or we are going to get ready to light the castle. Ah. And I'm like, ah, snap. So <laughs> everybody, if you would like, please stay where you are until like the lights come back on and, you know, we will have our, you know, lighting of the castle or whatever. So people stop. They stay put. Okay. They listened. They did. But think about all the people coming in. And oh, so no, there was no room for new people. There was no room for <laughs> Oh, no. They made a blockade. They made a literal blockade. See, and now <laughs> you're seeing this and you're just like, oh, my God. So 
we try to like find refuge in like one of the nooks on Main Street, like you know, mm-hmm. because there you have the window displays and everything all down Main Street. So I had to like maneuver away to like kind of stay on the side because they still keep the walkways open for people who want to navigate around the park, but everybody's like staying put now because now mm-hmm. all of the lights on Main Street are dimmed. The the castle's not lit up, so you can't really see too well. And then they start the thing. They do like Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. And it's really pretty, and then woo, the little castle's lit, and then there's snow they do the snow there at the lighting of the castle and then you know it's about maybe like a a five maybe eight minute thing Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know everybody is like oh my gosh like once the snow came down everybody just started to get up and go all sorts of directions so we had to stay put and let all of that happen and then wait and we had no choice but to just go to Tomorrowland because it was like people leaving, people coming, oh. people going everywhere, people taking pictures. Like they're like mad dashing to their their party. Yeah, and like people who knew that the park was gonna close at six for them or seven for them, mm-hmm. they were trying to get to whatever rides they wanted to go to, like right beforehand. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I would say like for the first hour or two, mm-hmm. maybe first two or three hours, it was pretty busy. Okay. After that. It was deserted. (laughs) It was like a night and day difference between once everybody's going in the park and then once everybody's left and it's just the ticketed people. Okay. Then it felt like what I was expecting, but you had to kind of go through that in order to experience it. So really there wouldn't have been any time to enjoy the park from five to seven the the, like going on rides or or really doing anything no no not i mean yes if you have specific things in mind well small things yeah small things like and you know like jungle cruise tiki room yeah the tiki room even if you're going all the way to holiday haunted mansion i think that line started to dwindle pretty fast because it's so far in the park that people you know don't really like tend to go there too much and it was getting cold really really fast so if you were not prepared for the day you were already making your way out like at 6 30 or 7 so it's it's now i don't want to say dead but it's quieted it's quieted down you headed to Tomorrowland. was there room and space at the parties to move around and enjoy yourselves and how did your evening unfold yeah so our evening kind of unfolded like we we just made like a circle I think that's what happened. We just made like a circle. And for anyone who has watched any of the shows on uh, Disney Plus in regards to making the parks, um, they they are they are spokes and wheels is uh, essentially how um, uh, they're described and um, that this was inspired from um, a lot of the roads in France. Um, so uh, everything branches out from a middle and those are also essentially circular. Now they're not perfect circles, but it's it's a round object here and here and here in the spokes and wheel. Yes, yes, very true. Um, and yeah, because we always know that Tomorrowland is like always pretty dead because i feel like it's the most it's the the least recently updated part of the park yeah um tomorrowland is always like our go-to if we need a breather if you know like we just need a lot of seating um and we just kind of want to get away from everyone finding nemo is still closed so the only rides that you can go on are star tours buzz light your astro blasters and space mountain so we go there um they have a dj there 
um, and the DJ was spinning from the top of the, oh my gosh, what is it called? The Carousel of Progress. Oh. Yeah. So there's a balcony there at the Carousel of Progress. The Carousel of Progress that was modeled after, you know, the the World's Fair stuff, it's still there. Um, it's still functioning, but it's not like uh, an actual thing anymore. It used to be. They used to have like all these exhibits in there. But um, the DJ was spinning up there. I thought they were going to be at the little area in front of the restaurant where like Darth Vader and them used to do their like, um, like little... Uh, show jedi camp training yeah yeah but you'll find in every single party all of the musicians are high above okay none of them are ground level they're all above and i'll explain that for the other um parts too but it was really nice because it ensures everyone is still social distancing Mm -hmm. and you know you're not getting like a big crowd getting too close to the performers who are there you know performing all night so um, the Carousel Progress was a Disney Marius Nights merchandise spot. So they tell you what's available in the front. And then if you say, yeah, I want to go buy something, they let you in. And it's like a little like a little area on the first floor of it. You can kind of see that there's still Star Wars and Marvel stuff beyond. But <laughs> <laughs> like you can't go into that area at all. Um, basically just pick what you want you had a choice of the marius knights jersey a t-shirt a special pin um and i think they were out of the either mug or tumbler and they were out of something else i forgot what it was but um i ended up getting uh, a long sleeve marius knights like jersey nice and the pin that's what it looks like for our listeners mickey and minnie uh they're strolling has Mm -hmm. i I think from what i can see the disneyland font old school font (laughs) Uh, uh, and and it's in that old, very Victorian sort of font and says Marius Knights. Um, there's a, a tree and it says Disneyland 2021. Um, and the tree is a, that little twig tree that makes me think of when Mickey and Minnie did the, you know how there's like those themed Christmas tropes. And this is the one where he like buys her um, like a chain for her locket. But uh, in order to get mm-hmm. it, he like sells his pipe and she like sells her uh, uh l- her locket to get him like a troubadour for his pipe Mm -hmm. and it was like giving up these precious things because the person is most precious to you is what matters in the holiday sort of themed thing um they had that tiny sort of twig tree that with like two block sticks (laughs) in the pen um very adorable very nice oh a square uh now rectangle shaped uh pen yeah rectangle shape yep 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 um yeah, so we ended up get just getting those two things. Uh, this pin was a special edition. So it was $18. $18. Uh, the jersey, I think, was like, I think, $30, $32, And what's the jersey look like? The, I can actually get it for you. So it'll be... I'm going to have to do like a super zoom in because of my filter. I don't know if you can see that. Also says Marius Knights in the pretty font. Some sparkly stars. The castle... Um, I can't tell who's that in the corner. Is that Jesse and Tiana? What? Oh, no, it is. It's Coco. Okay. It is Miguel. Um, like I said, her, uh, her virtual background is trying to blur everything out, yeah, but I sorry. do see like a giant hat that's red. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I could be Jesse. Oh, we see, um, Elsa on there for Frozen it says 2021 on a little bulb. Um, we got Buzz Lightyear with, um, 
a Santa hat on and then um, Mickey and Minnie in their vintage garb, the same one that they're wearing in the pin. Uh, or, and then there's there's Stitch uh, and he's wearing a um, Santa outfit with the beard and everything. Yeah. And then in the middle is the castle. Very lovely. And it's red. Yes. Very, very red. This one was $39.99. That was close. Yeah. So those are the two things um, that I got. And um, yeah, so we kind of did a circle. Um, sadly, Small World was still closed um, at this time because it's November 30th and apparently there was a flood. Yeah, that was a new in the news. There was a flood that damaged a lot of stuff. So it was supposed to open when Marius Nights opened at November 11th, at least. But at, by November 30th, it was still closed. <laughs> so I was kind of bummed out. I will say for people, if they haven't gone to um, Disneyland during the holidays, they changed the song. Yeah. Um, something I didn't know until Steph took me for the holidays because it would not have occurred to me to go to Disneyland for the holidays. <laughs> um, and they are not singing It's a Small World. They are singing instead. Jingle bells. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) They're singing jingle bells and it's so, so cute. And like everybody is in um, in their traditional holiday wear, whatever you have for, you know, different places. So in uh, in the European section, they have like, you know, like a Parisian Christmas and, you know, Mm -hmm. Joy Noel. And they like um, say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays in different languages. And you'll see like that represented in animation and like with what they're wearing. It's very cute. I love it. And the cards at the end are also holiday cards. Holiday cards, not just, you know, the postcards that you're used to seeing. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but this is really funny that I noticed. Oh, not there, but apparently there's like a petition or somebody wants to make a petition to um, decorate the little Filipino girl with more stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All she's holding is an ornament. Yes. Yes, that is all she's holding. Okay, for... My our Filipino people out there, we only have one representative doll. Yes, just one. <laughs> in the island section. Um, she's dressed very cutely in her Maria Clara and she's just she's been chilling there for years by herself. And, you know, for Filipinos, we celebrate Christmas so early. We still ce- we start celebrating mm-hmm. in September. So mm-hmm. I think somebody was just like, Can we give her like a parole, which is like a paper star that is traditional in the Philippines? Yes. Or even like somebody said, can we like give her a lechon, which is like a <laughs> roasted pig? Yeah, lechon. <laughs> that would be perfect. Or some, honestly, some homies. Some homies. I don't know many traditional Filipino families where it's like, it's just me. <laughs> no, you are completely right. Give her her family. <laughs> me with my little bulb that I'm holding. <laughs> Yeah, so she's still holding the bulb, but somebody's just like, please, can we get, like, everyone calls her Tita Baby, because that's, like, the universal name for everyone. Yes. <laughs> Let's give Tita Baby a little bit more love, but, I mean, Disney, if you're listening, I we can we can give ideas and tips and tricks, but yes. Um, that was one of the only rides that was closed, sadly, because they're still fixing everything. Um, but everything else, the train, um, all the other rides, they were... They were still working. At Tomorrowland, was was there like a dancing section or was it is just merchandise? So, so was, the DJ's just spinning. The DJ's just no. spinning. Everyone's vibing. Oh, and here's the thing. Like all the cast members, because I feel like the best songs or the best DJ was at Disney, at, at 
Tomorrowland because she was okay. like spinning like a lot of freestyle and like you know party music and it was like a good change to like not hear Disney music but hear contemporary like yeah. not Disney radio music but like actual music that we like and DJ was a woman yeah shout out to w- women DJs yeah she was a woman of color yes she was fantastic. All the cast members who were around there were just like dancing and vibing. I'm like, you guys have the best spot. Because <laughs> A, you don't have to do anything. You just have to stand there and tell people where to go. B, you get to listen to all these, you know, amazing songs. So yeah, I, I really like that as an adult. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. It was just the place of vibe. Got it. Yeah. Place of vibe. So we go through to Fantasyland because we're like, oh, let's try going on Peter Pan. We always try to go on Peter Pan, but that stuff is so, oh, Peter Pan, I love you, but I hate you because the lines are always so long. Um, <clears throat> everyone knows it's the best mini ride at Fantasyland mm-hmm. because you are mm-hmm. suspended instead of just in a cart. So um, we go there, waits only 30 minutes, which is good. <gasps> But once we step in line, the rang breaks. No. So we left. (laughs) We left and instead we went to Snow White, which I haven't seen since the refurbishment. And Mm -hmm. um, that's when I found out people came in parties of 15. There was a party right behind us. And there's only three of us. And if you've ever been on Snow White, it's literally a cart and you could fit max two and max three Mm -hmm. in the back. (laughs) And that's mm-hmm. it. It's very short. And it has like, I'm, I'm going to say like a hard stop. It goes it goes dark quickly and all of a sudden there's rainbows and you're like, what just happened? Is this hard stop? <laughs> hard stop is right because you're in a living diorama, basically. You're, mm-hmm. in, a, you're in a living diorama that moves, has lights and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know um, the girl pointing it or counting out people. She had a look on her face and I was like, oh, may the Lord be with you. <laughs> this is gonna be difficult um but yeah you have to keep your mask on inside if you're on the ride um there's a person before the person that counts you make sure you have your mask on you ready to pull up because you know half of the ride you're standing outside and then once you get inside it gets you're inside really fast so um we go on snow white i do appreciate all the updates that they went through um the story makes sense now you're not just like dark 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 scary 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 oh all of a sudden the ride's done rainbow (laughs) It was a creepy ride. I'm not going to lie. Yes. And <laughs> I know how to feel when I got off the ride. Rightfully so, because it was called Snow White's Scary Adventures. Now it's yeah. called Snow White's Enchanted Adventure. Ah. Yes, they changed the name. Okay. So more creatures, more, I'm assuming. More creatures, more storyline. Um, you, you see the old... Uh, yeah, you see, you see what happens to her, but you do see the prince going in for a sort of kiss, but you don't see it. It was weird. You have to say, you and when you, we go next time, I'm going to point it out to you. It's actually quite hilarious how he like bends over and leans to kiss her because it's a diorama. Like it's not even animatronic. This is just like a, a, a mannequin doing this. It's really, <laughs> it's funny, but I mean, a, yeah, you know, good on you, um, Disney for updating it and making the story a little bit more easier to follow. <laughs> Yeah, but not not completely changing it by keeping it still a diorama. Yeah, no, which is good. Um, but yeah, so we went on that. And then after that, we decide to go to the... Um, be uh, Not be our guest. That's at Disney World. 
<laughs> oh, that place was good, though. <laughs> oh, I love that place so much. Um, maybe that's why. So we go to the restaurant that is Beauty and the Beast theme in the corner, right? It's Beauty and the yes. Beast theme. Is it Pinocchio? I don't know. I think it's both. But they still sell the gray stuff. It's delicious. Um, so that's why I always think it's a Beauty and the Beast one. But it's to the le- to the right of... Um, Pinocchio, the Pinocchio, right? Mm-hmm. It's to the right of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I really wanted the cold brew eggnog, which was one of the special food that they have. You said you were in a restaurant when you saw the signs change. That's the restaurant I was in. Yeah. The fast food restaurant. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, so we were there at 6.50 and I guess they still had like regular stuff, but uh, we knew and they already had a little card that said you can get the cold brew eggnog here and a Mickey gingerbread, which I really, really wanted. Oh. And so we go over there and I guess we there was no people. There were there was no one in there. We get in line. We order our stuff. And apparently all the people behind us, the guy at the front was like, oh, we're not doing holiday stuff yet. So we're the, like the last ones to like go on there. I don't know. It was it was kind of weird. Red Rose Tavern. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they had a frozen flurry, which is a citrus and bubblegum slush topped with whipped cream, candy decor, and a glow cube inside. Um, coffee nog, cold brew coffee, eggnog, caramel whipped cream, and a gingerbread s'more. Enchanted forest fries, tossed in buffalo seasoning, drizzled with ranch, and topped and with and topped with cotija cheese. Um, I didn't get the frozen flurry or the forest fries because I didn't see it on the menu. Oh. We order. And our food is taking a really, really long time. And all you got was the coffee. All we got was the coffee and like the regular items. So it was like uh, chicken tenders okay. and uh, a flatbread, a flatbread pizza, which is like their regular items. Still offered along with the holiday stuff. Yes, but the menu only had the regular stuff. It's just the cold brew okay. eggnog, which I knew I wanted, was on the side. Yeah. And I guess it was another menu. I don't know. I don't know. But I was just like, give me the cold brew. I'm fading right now i need coffee (laughs) and so it's taking a really really long time maybe like 20 minutes which is not normal for a fast you know like the what do you call it cafeteria cafeteria style food yes thank you um so apparently no one knew how to make the cold brew back there (laughs) it's it's cold brew should already be made uh well because it came with eggnog caramel whipped cream AJ told me that there was a huge argument in the back and he saw it all happen that no one knew how to make it and they had to find somebody who knew how to make it but that person was still coming on their shift so they had to wait and there was like seven now eight now nine tickets of cold brew and it's like inching inching closer to seven o'clock when they did and they did the shift change which is I think what kind of messed everything up so our food was already kind of cold when we got it, but I was just like, what happened? He's just like, no one knew how to make the drink. <laughs> Dang, because they were like, morning crew don't have to learn. It's night crew. Yes, night crew. It. It's Marius got Night's it. crew. Marius yeah. Night's crew. See, somewhere. that's why you always have a bridge crew, man. Yep. You yep. always have you one always that, have that straddles the line between yeah. both. I mean, it could have been a one-off. Who knows? But I mean, it is one of the smaller fast food-ish restaurants there. So I guess they weren't tripping about it too much. And I mean, it's cold brew eggnog caramel. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to go back there and make it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not that difficult, but I mean, I get it. Uh, it was delicious, though. I think 
it was the best thing that I had there. Once the homie who knew how to make it came, they knew how to make it. Once the homie knew how to make it came, he knew how to make it. So it was so, so good. I don't like eggnog, everyone. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I never liked it. I tried. I really, when we used to work, you know, as baristas, I would try to like spice it up or whatever. Ariel would do her thing. I just don't like it. It's too, it's too thick without being a milkshake for me so mm-hmm. the cold brew was so good and I think now because they have their own coffee provider the Joffrey's coffee that they had at um, yeah. Walt Disney World now that they're everywhere at Disneyland I think they just solely provide the coffee there um, at the park so it was super good the gingerbread was really good and we were on our way try not to go during the shift change everyone <laughs> yeah it kind of it, it sucks uh and you'll wait a long time. But after that, I think that's the whole theme of this thing is like, you have to get through the transition of Disneyland goers and regular Disney day to be able to, you know, reap the benefits of what you paid for. Okay. And you kind of just have to stick it out because they do offer a lot for you. It's just you have to, if you are going to get there early, you have to kind of go through all of that, let them do their thing, and then you can enjoy the party. And that goes back to when we talked in this episode in regards to anyone who has anxiety, the biggest thing to address um, anxiety is creating moments of transition and accepting that they're moments of transition um, and that anytime uh, things feel pushed or forced or forgotten, um, that anxiety usually builds. So if you, if it sounds like for this event, if you go in accepting that the, the whole park is in transition that's why it feels chaotic or confusing it's not because you've done something wrong or forgotten something or your anxiety is lying to you it's that this is a transition time we're just we're feeling the flow mm-hmm. and transitions are hard for everyone transitioning and that is like a big thing in the classroom too um even transitioning from a math lesson to an, a language arts lesson you have mm-hmm. to have that like five minute like let's take a break we are we are transitioning into another thing if you want to stretch if you want to do something that you know makes you feel comfortable you go Mm -hmm. ahead and do that any sort of transition is difficult for anybody no matter who you are um whatever you know parameters you give yourself transitioning is hard very hard just like when you're transitioning from real world to disneyland world um from regular day to holiday in your face um (laughs) you have to give yourself that grace you have to give yourself you know a little bit of space and you know for us we know the nooks and crannies of every um land so we Mm -hmm. knew the red rose tavern was a good place to eat because it's not a sit-down restaurant we know that it's you know cafeteria style almost and we could chill there inside you know we knew these things already from the past so it helped us make that decision to be like this is where we're going to eat and chill before we go on about our day and it sounds like there's even acceptance because, okay, we knew that this is a place we can chill um, and it's usually efficient. It isn't today, yeah. but it's not because we've done something wrong mm-hmm. or we're not being explicit yeah. or that our expectations are too high. Mm-hmm. It's that it's there in transition. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not Disney's fault either. I think um, it's not their fault that, you know, things will be lost in translation if you've ever yes. worked food service from the day crew to the night crew, um, especially if you're doing an event, which they are already loaded with all this information about how to um, process all of these foods and things like that that are specific to the event. So, you know, it's it was all a learning experience. I got my coffee. I was happy. So, <laughs> um we yeah we went on down to where did we go next oh i really wanted to go to new orleans because um 
they had a jazz band playing on the Mark Twain. Oh. And it takes you around. And I thought this whole time it was like someone dressed as Tiana singing and I would have died because I would have loved that so, so much. But it's just a band, which was equally as good. She was fantastic. She did sound like Tiana because uh, it's very hard to see where the stage was on the Mark Twain. So mm-hmm. the Mark Twain is the riverboat that you, um, if you're familiar with you know, the area, it's replicated after a real steamboat. It mm-hmm. It is a real steamboat. Mm-hmm. It powers yes. on steam, um, but it's a smaller version of like the ones you see in you know the South. But there's the, help me with the boat terms because I'm not quite familiar. The front of the boat is called the? Uh, the bow. Okay. <laughs> so the bow um, held the band. So it was a jazz band, had an upright bass, um, a guitarist, the singer, and um, a drummer. And mm-hmm. they blocked all of that off and everybody else gets to see. So really the best seats were just in front of the ropes on that same level. Um, everywhere else you could hear her completely fine, but you just couldn't see her. Even if you were at the balcony, which we tried to do looking down, it's very hard to see because there's, you know, ropes in the way and like, you know, the actual mm. boat. Mm. A good opportunity for my son to kind of run around the boat um, safely. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, um, everybody was just like really vibing and like, you know, listening to jazz music. It was all jazzy renditions of holiday songs oh. is very lovely and nice it takes you around and you'll see you know the dioramas that are there around the rivers of america and when you come back down like that's that's basically the show um and it's cool because once you get off of the boat um you're right in front of the golden horseshoe which is either western and the mariachi band for feliz navidad is on top Okay. They're on the top balcony and they were so fun. From jazz to mariachi. Jazz to mariachi. And I loved their energy because like they were singing their grito and all that stuff. Yes. And um they they seem like all of these musicians were I feel like they're actual musicians like outside. They're not just hired, you know, they don't just work for Disney, but they're actual musicians. They perform as such so they're all very high quality level musicians and then um after that we sped around we didn't ride any rides at this point (laughs) everyone okay um besides snow white we were just like let's do all the holiday stuff first and then maybe get to our rides uh we went around to adventureland um Mm -hmm. and we did our first photo op there so every land has a light up larger than life postcard and that larger than life postcard you get in line and then they snap your pictures and then they just show up after you scan your photo pass and all of the postcards were designed by um disney animators who have art at wonderground oh okay so um shout out to um a friend of a friend and shen who does a lot of the really cute ones she did the melekilikimaka one at um Adventureland and it was Jumbo and Pleakley and they're decorating the Christmas tree and that was situated where the strollers usually are at Jungle Cruise so to the left and right above there was um, the two Hawaiian musicians um, (gasps) a singer and um, his partner with a ukulele and they were singing um, holiday songs in Hawaiian and so duet yeah a duet it was very nice and calm and their holiday treats were at the tropical hideaway so you could get a um it was a very very sweet dole whip i couldn't really get through this one because it was very sweet paradise party float blue pineapple juice topped with watermelon dole whip 
Oh, ooh, I love watermelon. Mm. I wouldn't think to do that for a holiday event. I would think immediately summer. So that's really cool. Yeah. And they topped it with like an orchid. It was very cute. Um, the blue pineapple juice is too sweet for me, but I love the watermelon Dole Whip. That was super, super good. Those are the two big things that I wanted to do. I wanted to do Melikalikimaka and I wanted to see the Muppets do their show. But wait, did you see Lilo and Stitch? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> these are our staff's like, yes, characters. These are my characters. These, the, they, these are my people. Um, people. Okay, I guess this is another thing I can mention. People start lining up for character pictures really, really early. Um, Lilo and Stitch were on the down steps of the exit of Enchanted Tiki Room. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. And they had like the tiki torches lit up and all that stuff. And they um, they both had like Stitch was dressed as Santa and then Lilo had like a, um, a lay around her and she was, you know, in her dress. Very cute. But the line was so long. Oh, no. So long. It wrapped around all the way to the front of um, the tiki room. And I was like, oh. And at this point, it's already like eight. And we're like, okay, we got to like do other things. We want to see the parade. We want to see the Muppets. And I was just like, I just took a picture of them. (laughs) And I didn't take a picture with them to the side. It was a little sad, but you know what? It's fine. I guess I'll just have to go to Aulani. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you definitely do. I mean, you had to either way. But yes, a lot of the people, especially for like Miguel and um, for Elsa and um, Tiana, People were lining up really, really early um, to do these character photos. We just walked on over to Main Street mm-hmm. because all the shows were starting. All the shows happened between like eight and nine o'clock. So the Muppets came around in the bus, the double decker. Like, um, I guess it's a bus, right? Yes. Yeah, it's like a London double-decker bus. And that's really cool because the windows are arched similar to like Mm -hmm. when I think of the Muppet Show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's perfect. It's perfect for puppeteering. Perfect for puppeteering. Um, They stop right in front of uh, Walt and Mickey's statue. So if you wanted to watch it, they like roped off an area like right in front. My son loves Sesame Street and he loves puppets. And okay, we did not get the greatest seats because obviously everybody was like, oh, I'm going to sit here like forever like you know true disneyland fashion (laughs) just parking it i'm just parking it three hours early even though the event's only five (laughs) so we were like to the side under the umbrellas um near the jolly holiday and um i forget that my eyesight is pos (laughs) need my glasses to see um but my son has perfect vision he is a baby (laughs) He's one years old. He has perfect vision. He sees things that I have no idea what's going on. So we we have him on my husband's shoulders and he is just locked in, like locked yes. in the whole entire time, just like in awe that are these things that are puppeting at him. And he is not reacting. He's like, not, I don't know if he's happy or not. He's just locked in. <laughs> Hyper-focusing <laughs> puppets. He's just hyper focused. Just like I, I was trying to take cute pictures of them. No, he was just like dead face serious. He, he's never seen a puppet show before. Like every, all the puppets he's interacted with are through the TV, YouTube. So I think just seeing that and next time if we ever go, I want to get up close because just seeing the Muppets live, I think is so special. I mean, those characters truly come to life. You really do forget that there's just a hand in those pieces of fabric what did they sing they did a whole bit it was a whole comedy oh, bit oh 
yes. They they incorporated holiday songs. They'd be like, oh, this is our next song. But then like um, Fozzie would go missing or like Pepe <laughs> would say something stupid. And um, Kermit and like Miss Piggy would be like, she would be arguing and like barking. It was like very classic Muppet banter, yes. but incorporating um, holiday songs. And it was it was just so cute. They even they had the eagle. I forget his name. Um, Sam. Yeah, Sam. Yep. Beaker was there. Dr. Honeydew, the Honeydew Melon. Yeah. Um, they were, yeah, they were all there. Um, Gonzo was there. Of course, Pepe was there. Fozzie was there. Then um, the chickens. All the chickens were there just bok, bok, bokking. <laughs> I think the whole like bit was that their bus broke down and they were on their way to somewhere. And then Dr. Honeydew was supposed to like try to fix it and whatever. Um, but in the interim, they like sing their holiday songs. So was was Chef there? Because he's my favorite. You know, I think he was in the back. So, like, because it's like a double decker, the bottom one housed more Muppets than the top ah. deck. Because the top deck, you know, you could only see some. And Pepe was on the top. I was like, you can't see. He's so small. Oh, poor King Prun. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that was the highlight for me. I, I mean, my son loved it. Like, I, everybody loved it. They do. They did like four shows throughout, so you could always go. Um, but. There was also the holiday parade, which was like, cool. I haven't seen a parade in a really long time, but it's still the same parade that they do every year. Nothing special, nothing new. Um, but uh, yeah, like it was it was nice to see that in a much more intimate setting. And at this point, mm-hmm. around eight o'clock, um, mm-hmm. everyone going on rides, they check your wristband and they check your lanyard. So if you did not have a lanyard or a wristband, you would be asked, hey, the park is actually closed for, you know, the day and it's just for special ticketed you know event holders um so they would just i guess politely ask you to leave what do you think made this event special or sets it apart from some of the maybe the other holiday events the ambitiousness of having six different holiday parties i think that sets it apart definitely um with all the different themes that they're able to do also as inclusive as they're trying to be with, you know, Tiana's celebration and Miguel's celebration and Lilo and Stitch's celebration. I think it's a really good way to explore those worlds when you wouldn't be able to otherwise in, you know, their special holiday setting because holidays are so special to uh, certain cultures. And um, I mean, even the inclusion of like Nordic cultures with Elsa and Anna and um, oh, what What's his name was there the bad guy the prince he was Hans? yes he was there <laughs> i think i actively said uh too when i saw him and i'm like what's this guy doing here i don't like him i guess you always have people come over a holiday you don't really want them. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be an accurate representation of he had to be invited <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> our kingdom's trade <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is. <laughs> you are totally right. <laughs> we ended up staying until midnight um, because we we wanted to ride Haunted Mansion, which we did, um, and it's still Haunted Mansion from uh, Halloween. Uh, so that's that's still really special. Uh, uh, so when you say from Halloween, is it that um, it is basically Nightmare Before Christmas? Basically Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Jack and Sally are on the top again saying hi mm-hmm. and happy holidays. Um, so that was nice. Um, 
you could I, I feel like there were more opportunities to you know into intimately as much as possible take pictures with um characters um you saw donald as the scrooge walking around oh and goofy and chippendale as the ghosts of christmas past present and future <gasps> yes so really a lot of like uh tiebacks to christmas specials um that disney you know animation has and um things that you just normally wouldn't see i think that's the most special mm-hmm. part about going to a ticketed event like this is that mm-hmm. you could use you, you see rare things that you don't normally see in a regular disney day i think the 165 price point you're getting um you're getting unlimited photos but you have to take advantage of it. So if you're not taking advantage of it, you know, you kind of are at a loss there. Um, you get special shows. Um, you get live music six different ways. <laughs> you get um, a giveaway of a lanyard. And you also, at the end, when you exit the park, they give you postcards. One that was from each and every photo op. Oh. So, spoiler alert, in your Christmas gift, Ariel, I gave you postcards <laughs> from ah, the event postcards! Yay! Mm, 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 mm. i'm not gonna spoil the other part but i gave you the postcards that we got from marius nights because obviously we got three of for three packs so um if you open that side of your present <laughs> you'll see um you have the postcards too yes mm-hmm. yep yeah. and i did not write i kept them pristine for you um <laughs> because they're they're so all the animations are so lovely and <sighs> you can display them i think i want to display my set um in yes. like you know a case or something or like even just in a binder because they're really really nice and i did not expect that gift going out of the park they were like stop and i'm like i'm trying to leave and yeah <laughs> And they're like, here you go. And I was like, what? And it was dark, so I couldn't see anything. I'm like, what is this? Like, my old lady, like, squint. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they're postcards from every land. So um, I don't I don't guarantee that they're going to do these same lands next year. They might mix it up to, you know, keep it fresh. But I think from a souvenir standpoint, from an experience standpoint, and even from a foodie standpoint, you're kind of getting all of those experiences rolled into one because there are a lot of things that... I didn't get to try that andouille sausage po' boy that they had in New Orleans Square. I didn't get to have the Thanksgiving leftover burger that they had at Tomorrowland. <laughs> um, they had gingerbread fraps. They had um, special waffle fries. They had um, seasonal beignets. Uh, they had um, blueberry lemonade. Like they had this churro ice cream. It was a lot. So you could seriously hone in on like one experience and just do that. And then your time is up. Something to just go back to for the Elsa experience. What was the music like? Or did did you get a chance to go? I I didn't get to experience that one too much. I know that Elsa and the Frozen characters were at the, there's like a little step above on your way to it's a small world. You remember that, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. it's like um, the lights that they usually use for the parade when it comes back. It's like a little step, like two steps up, like a little, um, like, what do you call it? Uh, not a, I guess a plaza of some sort. Mm-hmm. So they're just hanging mm-hmm. out there. Um, there wasn't any musicians, though. I think okay. what they did, which is similar to what the Victorian Christmas was on Main Street, is that they had music playing. So uh. it was like frozen ish music like music from the movies and you know you could because you could actually go up and talk to Elsa and Anna oh I feel like it was more intimate and also because Small World was closed um you really just enjoyed their presence and you know that winter wonderland (laughs) 
<laughs> so we really, it sounds very intentionally diverse, diverse music, um, and not just diverse music, but even in how it's being presented because you have a DJ, you have a mariachi band, you have a jazz uh, band, you have a duet. Um, uh, that that sounds very cognizant and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like... Uh, really opportunity like if you just didn't ride any of the rides at all mm-hmm. you would have still felt that you got your money's worth absolutely yeah it's okay. a it's a true entertainment experience um okay. and it's layered very very layered <laughs> i believe that they will bring this back next year um but you know just go into this experience knowing that you will have to deal with transitions you will have to deal with um not thinking you did enough but also try to just pick a couple things like you know you usually do in a disney trip and try to do those and you'll be good yeah yeah your Mm non-negotiables and looking at it as because it's still a new event even if it happens again next year they're still working out a lot of the kinks to Mm -hmm. see if um how viable and how to make it more efficient well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And thank you, Steph, for sharing your uh, merriest night yes, with us. My merriest night in November. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we hope you all have a really good and safe holiday season. Um, we are so happy that you have chosen us to listen to. We are so very grateful yes. that, you know, there are plenty of Disney podcasts out there. But, you know, a lot of the feedback that we've gotten make it really special for us to continue to do this. Um mm-hmm. And know that even though we, we go through seasons in our lives, too, so we are still wanting to create, you know, more content, more episodes for you guys. But um, in the spirit of expectations and being good to yourself, um, we do want to take care of ourselves, too, as much as we want you all to take care of yourselves. Yes. If you went to uh, Marius Nights uh, like Steph did, if you think they should bring it back, if you think Tita Baby should have uh, something more than a, a bulb, <laughs> go ahead and tweet at us at HappiestPodGT or DM us uh, on Instagram at HappiestPodGT. Yep. Happy holidays, everyone, and Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye.